This is The Exchange, humanizing commerce through post-purchase connection. been a little while since we've done an episode on brand building here on The Exchange, but we're going to be talking about a brand topic that I'm really excited about. We're going to talk about the value of being different and the creative process to get there. And to help us understand how to be different, we're talking to a brand that more than a few people here at Loop are obsessed with. We love their creativity, how much their product stands out, and actually really how everything they do stands out in the market. We're excited to introduce Michael Kushner, a.k.a. Kush, Chief Creative Officer at Baboon to the Moon. Welcome to The Exchange, Kush. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. I think before we go into anything here, um, why don't you give our listeners a little bit more about Baboon to the Moon? What do you sell? What's the brand all about? Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, we sell bags for adventure is kind of the simplest way to put it. And, you know, fortunately, we have a we have a pretty easily, um, you know, easy to understand product. It's a bag, you know, and our, our hero product that we came out with is called the go bag. And this sort of, you know, is try to trying to represent just literally a, a thing that you have packed already and ready to go. And it's like that spirit of spontaneity and adventure and, um, you know, just, just doing stuff. And so, that's where adventure is really where the brand's North star lies and everything kind of comes back to adventure. We'll talk a little bit more about what that actually means, but part of the, the, the goal is to sort of not redefine adventure, but define it in many ways, you know, other than this, you know, maybe it's not just climbing Mount Everest, but it's also going on a road trip or, you know, other types of things that we, we get into. So our whole brand is really set up just to kind of communicate adventure and, and define it in multiple ways. And so, um, the brand itself, you know, is, is sort of, the, the product is always first. It's like make the best product. And then the brand should be sort of a catalyst to adventure and to inspire adventure and to inspire using that, that product. So started out with, with a duffel bag or go bag is the hero product. We've made, you know, backpacks and tote bags and we make fanny packs right now. And we're always sort of just, um, creating, trying to create adventure essentials, adventure goods is kind of how we put it. Uh, that's great. It's, it's 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 super interesting hearing how you guys think about brand and and maybe a, a place that I want to start is the name. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the name? How you came up with it? Maybe what the name means? Any any of that? I'd love to hear how you would define that. Not not to be shady and just dodge the first question, <laughs> yeah. but but I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to give you a, a non-answer and say that. Basically, I, I kind of like keeping the mystery behind the meaning of the name. Um, yep. But I'll kind of throw it back to you guys. I'm I'm curious what what you might think it means, and also I have sort of a story on what someone just wrote in about what they, they think it means, and that's super entertaining to me. Uh, me or you, Alex? Who wants to go first? You you give it a stab. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be like ridiculously way off, or or, or maybe <laughs> I'm going to nail it. I have no idea. But I would think like I hear baboon to the moon and I hear you talking about adventure. And I think this is what a baboon would need to pack their stuff to go to the moon. Mine's actually pretty similar. I like like to the moon. That part is like very clear to me. It's like it's adventure. And like, where am I going? Like, I don't know where we're going. We're going to somewhere that is far off and like maybe unattainable for a person, especially a baboon. And like, we're going to take you there and we're going to like provide the vehicle to go there. I love it. I 
I think that's exactly it. One of us had to get it. It's got to be one of those two things. Someone wrote in and, and said, that it, it was almost like a light bulb went off there. Like, I, I now, it clicked. I understand what the name means. And it was this like, someone who's in science, basically, who's, who studies a lot of, um, you know, studied a lot of things about like the 70s and, and all kinds of uh, experiments. And so they said that, there's an experiment in the 70s where the scientists gave LSD to baboons. And <laughs> so the person was like, to the moon is basically a metaphor for these baboons like tripping. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's that's totally where it came from. Good, good job on getting the reference. <laughs> I, I, I could only imagine what a baboon would see if they were tripping, looking at a backpack, and maybe they would see like the bright colors, the big shapes, all of that. So whoever this person is, I, I could get down with that theory. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that for now. That'll be the answer. A beautiful response. And I'm not sure what the title of this episode is going to be, but it's going to be something around creativity, being different. And I can find so many great examples with Baboon to the Moon and doing this from the bright colors of the bags. When I go onto your site, I get like the retro, I don't know, like 90s cursor as I'm going through the site. But I think my favorite is the liners of some of the collections for the bags. So I think we got one where it's like a toucan riding a polar bear with some limes around it. And the new, most recent collection, is it a koala mermaid riding a lobster? Correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> All right. I, I, I need to know, like, how do you come up with those ideas for the liners? The, the basic answer is that each, each lining print is loosely based on an adventure of some sort. So the, the you know, koala uh, mermaid that you just mentioned, that's sort of a, that was like a, a beach adventure, right? But um, in the in the very beginning, the line, liners were sort of inspired by these like by travels and the characters and the places you know you meet along the way. Um, when when you're traveling, it's kind of like everything seems novel, and you're you're taking in so many different things at once that your brain is sort of trying to make sense of everything. So we like building this world and combining elements that you wouldn't necessarily expect to go together. You know, it's kind of like a kind of like a dream when something really weird happens, but you, and you sort of accept it as being true and it makes sense to you then, but it's obviously not right. So it's, it's the, the liners are, are sort of like that. So the, the inspiration has sort of evolved to things outside of the traditional concept of what travel is. Um, and, you know, we're defining what adventure means to, a, you know, to some subliminal subconscious way. Um, but I think a lot of the prints sort of give us this, like this feeling of, spontaneity and adventure and and seeing things that you haven't seen before and it definitely stands out <laughs> yeah it does and 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 you talk you talk there about you know it's a it's a different spin on like trad- traditional thinking of like what travel or what adventure might look like what might feel like you know for for a brand like yours where i mean you guys are always clearly headed in your own direction i mean there's there's no one else that looks like you in your space and competition tends to I think you see more convergence than divergence. You see people copying each other. You guys clearly aren't doing that. So how do you view that? Like, how do you view the value of having a different look, a different vibe, and something that just really makes you guys stand out in general from anyone anyone else in your space? I, well, I think it's super important, obviously, but I think it's also you can you can tell when someone sets out to be different for being different sake. You know, I think that that shows pretty quickly and, and, and comes off as superficial and kind of falls flat. And 
that can almost be worse, you know, in, in my opinion. But um, I think the most important thing is to be authentic to your own, you know, background and experiences and inspirations and looking outside of your echo chamber for these references. So, you know, it's, it's really nice to, to read about the latest startups and DTC brands and who's successful and what they're doing and, and how they're optimizing things. And, and, um, but to me, that's not where the inspiration from brand should come from. You know, those are, those are probably more on the business side of things and those decisions, but you know, it's the same thing in any creative industry, really. You know, if everyone in music is referencing the same five artists on the radio, so they can just try to create and learn the formula, then then they'll just sound like everyone else, right? And if the director is referencing the movies that are relevant right now, they won't push the envelope. So I think the best ideas and most authentic brands come out of having this breadth of inspiration from, you know, not only different different eras, but also different industries. I think that's the most important thing, not just like looking around to the next DTC, you know, e-commerce brand. Like, what are they doing? Maybe we can do a version of that. It's just going to feel derivative. Yeah. And I would assume it's a bit of a balancing act though, right? Like you want to be different, but maybe if you go kind of like too far out there, you might have a bit of a hard time like connecting. So is there, is there a downside? Like, can you be too creative where it ends up being a negative? Like, have you gone too far away from the pack? Has that ever happened? Um, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I think um, it's, it's nice that my co-founders and teammates sort of all, we, we all check ourselves no matter what sometimes they're the ones pushing me right it's like we all have this these checks and balances that um we we try to not get too out there you know at the end of the day we're we're selling a bag a bag like i said like you know on one hand it's pretty understandable so you can kind of go further away and try to create this emotion um but on the other hand it's like we also have to inspire people to want to use this bag so um so yeah, we, there, there's certainly a, a balancing act there. I think, um, thank, thank goodness that, you know, my team is sort of all interested in, in creative fun things. And so, you know, we, we really don't have any rules on like, for instance, the prints, right. It's not like it's coming back and people are like, well, no, that's not allowed here. It's kind of like, what else you got, you know, let's see, yeah. <laughs> let's see what you can come up with. And then, and then all agree on the one that's that we all just love because weird is not, not great for just being for, for trying to be weird. Right. It's just never a connective tissue there. And, you know, my, my background is in advertising. I, I started as an art director and so I'm not an artist, right. And an artist kind of is self-expression. It doesn't matter. Like it's just anything goes. And when you're in advertising or have a brand to me it's art plus commerce right it's like always thinking about what's the story and how do we how do we shape something in an emotional way that connects with with people and and that's always the goal it's never to just like shock for the sake of shock it's like that runs out pretty quickly right and and you talked a little bit there about you know working with people across teams um, making sure that you're not being like different just for being different sake. I'd love to like just pick your brain and get a little bit into your process. Um, maybe we pick our recent project and break it down and just kind of pick your brain on how you guys actually like went from concept to execution and actually having, having a physical product. So maybe if we took like the starfish collection, for example, where do you where do you begin on a project like that? And like knowing that we have probably a lot of, you know, creative directors and creative types listening, like where, what advice do you give to people on where to start? 
it, it always starts with an insight and, and sort of a motif. And, you know, we, Starfish was based on a beach adventure, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. And so mm-hmm. everything, we, we try to base everything in activity. It's some sort of activity. And right now, you know, there's no super good reason why beach adventure came right now, other than, you know, Bella and I, who we both used to live in Brooklyn, uh, we moved out to the West Coast. So beaches were on our mind. You know, Malibu's on our mind. We're, we're seeing these different places. And it's sort of, you know, we're all inspired about, you know, with, with what we see around us. So it kind of started with that, seeing our echo chamber, really, of people going to the beach on the weekends. Like, that's what, that's what they're doing, especially during the pandemic. And so, so, so that's where it started with sort of how would Baboon interpret a beach adventure? And, you know, the first first thing that you do is you just create this sort of, you know, as many mood boards as possible. And so you just get references on every, you know, endless summer poster and like, you know, just like every possible thing that can come to mind when it comes to beach adventures. And then you kind of think about what, what does Baboon look like at the beach? You know, we're not a surf brand. It's not like this super serious, like where the we get a pro athlete to come in show everyone up but i think it's more like we might have a friend who surfs you know and we might go to the beach and, and maybe let them surf while we hang out and, and crack a beer or like you know whatever and so it's kind of starting like to paint this picture of what that world even looks like and from then you know that's where the colors and the the inspiration for colors come in and the mood boards for that and what what colors go with the sunset in california you know in malibu and what um what kind of photography is this is this film photography is this digital like what does that look like and what kind of goes together you start piecing together all the elements um of everything you need and then and then you show it to the team the rest of the team and you know get some feedback like this doesn't feel cohesive here and um you know this doesn't really make sense to me and that's always that's always the most important thing it's like you can you can think through everything overthink everything and analyze overanalyze but if it doesn't connect with people from at the end in the end product then it's sort of failed its job right so so it's getting it's 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 getting feedback along the way i think that's always a a big thing it's like you show a mood board oh this one doesn't really fit the vibe of baboon you know you get these checks and balances and then um you keep iterating and polishing and then you know sort of add the elements and and with that, it could be a simple idea as, as beach. It doesn't have to be like, you know, super novel. It could be as cliche as that, but it's more about how, how we put a little bit of a twist on it. How do we spin it our way? And, and that's always what we're thinking about. It's like baboons a little bit left of center, you know? So it's like, we can't, we can't do anything super spot on. There's always got to be a little bit of a, a twist. <laughs> I like that too, with starting with an insight. And another thing you said there, like, okay, now that we have what this is, what is it not? And I think that's like a really good way to try to like hone in on something. And I want to dig a little bit further on something you said there. So like we've built this mood board, we're taking a look at it and you said like creative checks and like feedback and the balance there. So you talked a bit about going to your team. Um, is that the first check? And like, at what point do you take this kind of creative idea and then validate it with someone outside of the team? Like, from a creative standpoint, like how do you get your customer, like, or I guess that's a question in itself. Do you get your customers to take a look and kind of give them a window into the creative process? You know, we don't. And and that's not to say that's the wrong 
uh, or the right or wrong thing to do. We just haven't been good about that. I, th- I think more and more showing behind the curtain is good. Um, we just haven't we haven't really done that too too much so often, so far. But it's it's really a, more about um, what I like to do. I'm lucky because my team we have a small team. There are five of us total, but everyone, no matter what their role is, in, in my mind is just super creative, just very creative person and um and enjoys uh creative things so it's always it's always nice to get feedback from them it's not like they they've never been exposed to it or understand the process or anything like that so it's more about sharing early and often several ideas that's that's my process right it's always like what out of these 10 ideas what thing sticks and something hopefully sticks but it's typically pretty obvious of like you know, people start talking about it and then, and then that idea has legs and and people start coming up with more ideas within the idea. Right. And that's kind of how, you know, okay, we, we've, we've tapped into something here for, for whatever reason. And how do we expand on that? And so the best ideas are extremely simple, but you can kind of go all day when in a brainstorm of like, what if we did this? What if we did that? And people, you can, you can see, you can gauge the excitement. Right. And to me, that's when it's like, okay, this is, there's something here. Is there a partner that we can bring this to? Is there someone that we can collaborate on this? Um, what what artist can we can we find to tap into this feeling? And it's like that's sort of that's sort of the process. It's not it's not come up with one idea, have a presentation, show it, get feedback. Like that's too formal. It's it's got to be a lot more um, checks along the way. I think. And when you're, when you're thinking about this, so you said you have an advertising background, like when you're thinking about this feeling, let's say the beach, like does it, do the, do the ideas come in terms of like, Hey, this is what the, what it's going to feel like and like how we're going to communicate this or does the product happen first? Like, is it the aura and then the product becomes a part of that or is it the product? And then we kind of extend out into like everything we're going to do around that. It all, it always starts with activity. That That's what we build everything for. So any pocketing, any materials that we use, um, everything is meant to be, what is our customer doing and what kind of adventures are they going on? Our industrial designers um, always talk about, well, how, how is this person using it? Who is Who is this person? And it could be as technical as you can possibly get. But if if this, you know, daisy chain doesn't make sense here, then why would you put it in there? You know, if no one's using it, right? If no one knows how to use it. So it always starts with activity. And we, we you know, we create the product based on activity. A lot of times it's just a versatile thing that we create, right? You can use it in different ways. And then we think about a a feeling, like a, a some sort of emotion that we try to tap into and and that's what I'm from advertising, right? That's what I've always been trained to look for. It's like, if you can spark any sort of emotion by way of a photograph or by way of nostalgia or a feeling or a time, then that's something to pay attention to. And and so even when you think about beach, you know, we, there are so many different ways you can even go about the beach. It could be during the day, it could be sun tanning. Like you can picture a lot of different ways, but in our minds, the the most sort of nostalgic and emotional part of beach to me is like when it turns into night and it's like, you know, at dusk is sort of this, you know, it starts to get a little cold. You, you throw on a hoodie, like it's been a long day. And like, I don't know, that's, that's the stuff that we are like, okay, this is, this is resonating a little bit. What if we had a shoot that kind of spanned, you know, from, 
from the day into into dusk and then and then it's also like the preparation and anticipation for the day you know it's like getting in the car packing the stuff or like you know getting lost in the you know in the topanga canyons on the way back and like it's it's all of the the surrounding things that really bring in the emotion and that's what we're going after i mean that's it's so in depth the way that you guys think about and I, I mean, as the as the chief creative officer, creative director, I'm, that's that's what you're there to do is to be thinking about all the different emotions and how that plays its plays its way into the way you advertise the products that you build. Um, it seems like that's so, and even with your background, it sounds like it's so like innate to the way that you've been trained and the way that you think and the unique kind of qualities that you bring to the business. You know, if I'm if I'm someone who's listening to this podcast who maybe maybe doesn't have all of those same skills. Um, but it's something that, you know, they want to try to use creativity and brand as a way to stand out from the rest of the competition, the rest of the people that are in their category. You, what, what tips would you give them, um, to try to like separate themselves from the pack? Like the way you're talking about it, you're just, you're so, I mean, it's like, it's second nature to you for people who don't function that way. Like, I don't know, what advice would you give them? Well, two things. I think that, um, and I got this advice and, in ad school back in the day. And it was more about you, everyone sort of has their own unique story or perspective. And there are certain things that just for whatever reason we gravitate towards, we fall in love with, we like, you know, we, it it turns our, it turns us on. So like whether it's uh, a certain style of photography or films or movies or a story from growing up, like whatever that, unique perspective you know where you grew up and who your friends are and how you got to the place like the story itself everyone has a unique cool story actually and it's only whenever we try to we try to assimilate be like everyone else which is the way we're kind of programmed to be that's that's when you sort of lose some of that unique um nature and it's 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 kind of in advertising you sort of have to unlearn everything which is um how do I get down to that core idea and not try to like block out exactly what's happening with my contemporaries? That's the first thing. I think the second thing would be, I think it's really important to have a, a, a broad knowledge of brands and their history. And, and we, we kind of nerd out about brands all day long on our team. Like, you know, look at Benetton in the nineties or diesel in the two thousands, like research old ads from Stella Artois and Guinness and, look up, you know, Jonathan Glazer and all of his ads, like find what inspires you and turns you on from those things. Because chances are, if it's hitting something, then it's like, okay, let's take note of that. Why is it? Is it relevant to my audience? Um, You know, it probably inspires someone else if it inspires you. And so those are, you know, the the history of brand is to me so important. It's like, it's just to know, you know, see how it was done throughout throughout the entire world like it, it not just in the last year and looking at dtc brands because again like everything's a derivative everything's a remix i don't know if you guys have seen that that youtube series i always say that everything's a remix absolutely everything's a remix yeah there are no there are no creative ideas left well there are there are but there's not many of them there are creative ideas but that but it is a derivative right it's like you're but that's okay it's not that it's bad it's just where are your references coming from? If your references are all very current and you're you're just looking what's next uh, at what's next to you, you're not going to feel that different, right? But if you're looking at an, an ad campaign in the '70s and you're taking references from um, you know an entire different industry, 
right? That's when you like apply a different school of thought and then if something clicks and you kind of, um, you know, make it work for what you're, what you're doing. One of my, one of my favorite stories, this is sort of tangentially related here is about IDEO and how they, they solved the problem by looking at a completely different industry altogether. So it was, I, th- I think their client was um, like Britain's largest children's hospital or something like that. And, and they revamped its patient handoff um, that like the techniques by basically copying the choreographed pit stops of Italy's formula one Ferrari racing team. So it's like, you know, how does this relate? Like it's, it's a similar environment. It's life or death. You have to be super quick, you know, and, and IDEO was just so smart to think outside of looking at other hospitals. They're like, what, what other industry can we look in? And that solved a, a ton of problems for them. So stuff like that, I think is, is similar in creativity and thinking of ideas. It's like, you have to, you have to take inspiration from everywhere. I love that. It's all about getting out of your comfort zone, your now, your frame of reference that's right in front of you and kind of like, I hate to use this because it's so cliche, but like thinking outside of the box and the box in this case is like the box that you've put around yourself and like you're now. Um, so I think that's fantastic advice. And you're talking a lot about um, where you're grabbing inspiration from. And one question we ask everyone that comes onto the show is like, are there other e-commerce brands that are inspiring you? Is there a brand out there where you're like, hey, they're doing something real cool? Yeah, I mean, for sure. A, a lot of a lot of brands. Um, I, I tend not to think so much about e-commerce, I guess, first, but just, um, you know, pro- consumer product brands, I guess. Um, I think, I mean, first of all, it, it, this is going to sound so cliche, but Nike, you know, Nike is all, they're just the best. They're the best storytellers out there. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. They're incredible. Um, they have the best minds working for them. They, you know, Wyden Kennedy, Portland is all like, it's just they're so good at it. It's, it's, it's crazy. They're so good at what they do. And so Nike for me is always, is always a, you know, a a gold standard, um, top, top. And then, you know, there's, there's older ones like Benetton, like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, looking at their, their campaigns in the nineties, like they, they were saying something as a brand, they, they stood behind something and, and it was, it, it wasn't popular at the time, but it, it certainly was divisive and, and I, I take some of that, you know, subversive and, and, um, that, that nature from Benetton for sure. There's, you know, there's companies like Patagonia who have a different type of story. Love Patagonia. They're amazing. Then they, then you have like urban outfitters. They, they do some of the best work. You know, it seems like such a, a such a mainstream brand, but they, they do such good job and such a good job with storytelling. And, um, and then you get into like, you know, Ame, Leon Dor, right? Which is to me one of the standouts right now um, of, you know, their fashion label and, and streetwear brand, but they they are telling the right stories. They're, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but they're really representative of New York and creating a, a, an actual community. And, you know, their, their last photo shoot was just getting in a bunch of characters who are, you know, known characters in New York and having them in, it's, they're not models, right? They're just people who are actually in the community. And, and you can, you feel this, this thing that they're building and you want to be a part of it, even if you don't live in New York, right? And so it's like, 
they they're super inspirational to me i think teddy santos is um doing a fantastic job uh you know stussy noah porter yoshida acp apc like um nanamica like other brands like this are i think doing a great job i think it's hard not to look at what virgil's doing at louis like as as cliche as that's become in the last you know two years they're always up to something you know it's like they they have great taste and and it's always interesting to check out what they're up to but yeah those are some of the some of the brands that i I look towards one thing that's really clear there is like normally when we ask that question people have like one or two and just like i was just gonna say that yeah Yeah. you're clearly like a brand connoisseur and like you're just looking everywhere and like grabbing the pieces of things that make sense for you and i mean that just relates back into everything you were saying through this episode. And I think this is actually a great place for us to, to wrap in Kush, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to summarize the lessons that you gave here today. So (laughs) bear with me. Um, when you're trying to be creative, it's not just being creative for creative sake or being weird to be weird. As soon as you're trying to put a purpose on that, it can fall flat. So start with an insight, start with something and build from there. And your recommendation there was to start with a mood board, start putting things together to get like a feeling and a vibe, and then start to actually look at what you're not. So as things go in there, like we're, as we put this together, we're not this. Okay. We can start to remove some of that. Next piece is making sure that you're getting creative checks in there, whether that's with your team or with your customer, just don't work it in isolation. And then looking for inspiration look outside of what's happening right now. Look into the past, look into um, adjacent industries, look anywhere outside of your particular vertical and industry because that's where you're going to get the best inspiration from and always relate it back into your purpose. So for Baboon to the Moon, like that's activity and adventure. So make sure that whatever you're doing here, it's all tying back into that main purpose or else that's when you're going to get creativity for creativity's sake instead of for a purpose. How to do. Do you want my job? You can. <laughs> I was going to say, Alex. There you go. You're that. You're now creative director. I think you're good. That's that's really all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. No, that, I think that's. I think that's very, a very good recap. I I couldn't have done it myself. Thank you. Now, if people want to connect with you, if some of our listeners want to keep kind of tabs on what you're doing, do you have like a blog, a Twitter account, LinkedIn? Like, is there anywhere where they can kind of reach out, connect, and follow along with you? Yeah, we have a fax machine. No, we have <laughs> Instagram is probably the best uh, at at Baboon to the Moon. Uh, Twitter's at Baboon to the Moon as well. So um, LinkedIn isn't isn't my strongest. You seem too creative to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where like creativity goes to die. You you don't. I don't see you active. I don't see you active on LinkedIn. We always we always joke. Our co-founder Andy has like the strongest LinkedIn game of all time. Like the best profile. I think he well, don't don't tell him I said that then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll cut that out. But he, yeah, 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 he takes care of the LinkedIn uh, game. Yeah, Instagram is typically where we're at. But you know, TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter, everything else is all at Baboon to the Moon. Awesome, and we'll make sure that all of those get into the show notes as well as a bunch of the examples that Kush gave for brands. We'll try to get as many of them in there as possible. And this has been amazing. This has been a great look into the world of creativity, standing out and being different. So Kush, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you both. I appreciate it. It was fun talking to you guys. That's been The Exchange presented by Loop, the returns platform for Shopify. Thanks for listening.